Hello and welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. So I have been absent from the podcast channel for a while, as some of you might have noticed. And there are various reasons for that, which I'm guessing over the course of um, podcasts to come, I shall share in in different formats. Um, but I have still very gratefully um, received your messages of support and also your donations to keep the podcast channel going. Um, so thank you to everyone out there who is listening, who's supporting and who's donating. It's all gratefully received. And yes, there has been a slight um, hiatus in the service that I normally provide in this free channel, um, but as I say, that will be explained in due course, probably in, in the course of several podcasts. But thank you so much. If you wish to donate to the channel, then go to the website sacredspacehealing.org and there's a donations tab and you can donate as much or as little as you feel called to at this time. And all of that money goes right back into creating more free content. So for those of you that are new to the channel, hello, I am an energy healer and a teacher and I've been running my own healing practice since 2007. I'm trained in various forms of healing, Reiki, shamanism, meditation, mindfulness, white time healing, um, chakra healing, uh, past life work, uh, quite a lot of stuff that I often refrain from putting on the website because it just seems to become a CV. But the information is there, or please feel free to ask if you're unsure what kind of modalities I'm using to assist people at this time. Um, and these podcasts are a way of helping as many people as possible to access information, healing, and so forth to assist in your journey. Your journey to union with yourself, your journey to gnosis, your journey to healing. And the reason why the donations are so gratefully received is because I fiercely, passionately believe in staying independent. So I can't tell you the number of times I get approached by people who want to guest on the show or want to be affiliates or want me to be an affiliate in some way or want to come on and plug a product or are seeking me to sponsor um, to, or to be sponsored by them so that I can sell a product. And so... The, the main reason why I don't have guests on my show, unless people they are people that I have invited specifically, is so that I'm never endorsing anything that I can't 100% um, get behind. And I can 100% endorse myself because I know that I'm coming from the right place. But I can't do that for another individual or a product. Uh, it would be unethical of me, I feel. And so what that means is that I'm not getting paid to... Um, to sell you anything, but it also means I'm not getting money for my podcasts. So these these podcasts aren't money-making tools, you know, but everything is changing right now in terms of free content. And in fact, a lot of the stuff that we see out there that is free content isn't really, uh, isn't really content. It's more, it's that we, we don't know who's behind um, that free content and we don't know what strings they're pulling. So that's why the donations are so gratefully received, because I'm not taking money from anyone so I can sell you a concept or try and betray you in some way. I'm giving you information that I hope will assist you so you can make up your own hearts and minds um, and souls about your journey onwards. Okay, so today's podcast, I just want to shine a light on are you addicted to your affliction? So 
this is such a huge kind of encompassing topic and I'm only going to shine a light on a few areas of it and hopefully that will stimulate some kind of discourse within yourself. When we are in states of sickness, whether it's emotional, spiritual, mental or physical, it can be all-consuming. It is all-consuming. And I say this from experience. Um, and I think I've shared before that I've had chronic health conditions my whole life since I was a child. And they're things that I battle with very silently, as in I don't really share much about it with friends or work colleagues or clients or on the podcast channel. I'm not one of these people that's going to give you my whole life story on my website so you can relate to me. I know that that's a marketing tool, but I don't really buy into it because so many people are doing it now, you just don't know what's true anymore. Um, but I do share this to say that I really know what it's like to have conditions, sicknesses that completely consume your life, that all you're doing is just keeping your head above water. You're not even... You feel like you're not even achieving anything. Your everyday is survival from this affliction, whether it's emotional, spiritual, <clears throat> mental, or physical. And I think I've experienced all of those. You know, I've had times in my life where I feel spiritually afflicted, as in, you know, feeling like there's energies around you that shouldn't be around you, or stuff that is plaguing you, or things that are holding you back that are kind of of the spirit realm. And times when I felt... Uh, very afflicted in my thoughts, whether it's been um, bouts of feeling incredibly low or having negative self-speak going on or just not feeling great about myself in my head, as well as bouts of feeling emotionally wrought, whether it's with heartache or other emotional disturbances, um, you know, sadness, grief, uh, disappointment, you know, all these emotional states that we go through. And then very real physical afflictions um, and what it takes to kind of battle that every day. That every day becomes about managing it, managing a symptom, managing an affliction, rather than just getting up in the morning and doing wonderful things or just having a great day or just having a normal day. So I know what it's like to have an affliction, a sickness, whatever that may be. And I what I've observed in myself and in clients over the years is that once that affliction gets hold of us, so once it's been around us for longer than three months, so if we've had a period of six months, eight months, a year, ten years, of this thing, right, whether it's an addiction, whether it's depression, whether it's a physical ailment, um whether it's like a, a mental state of mind, whether it's an energetic thing. Once a certain period of time has passed, and, you know, three months is, is normally a time of great transformation. It's a time when habits get broken or habits get made. So that's why I use that as a marker. Once this affliction has been with an individual for longer than three months, it starts to take hold, and it becomes a new routine. So if you imagine that you, know, you get something like uh, a pain in your back and you, had it, you, know, you wake up one day and you've got it and you hadn't had it before. So you, you know, the first week is kind of getting used to this pain and then you try lots of different things and you're really positive. Oh, if I have a hot bath or if I stretch or if I take 
these painkillers or if I go for a long walk it'll help and so you try all these things for a month and some of them work and some of them don't work and you think okay I'll go see someone so you go see your chiropractor osteopath massage therapist healer doctor whoever and none of that works and so you're on to your third month now and, and now it's really kind of starting to take hold and so you're starting to change your lifestyle you know maybe before you were the type of person that went for a run or you sprang up four flights of stairs but now you're taking a lift and you don't go running anymore now you go for slow walks and you've had to change how you sleep so that you're propped up in bed or um, you've had to change the way you handle yourself you're not playing sport anymore or you don't um, you don't play with the dog anymore or whatever it is by the time you've gotten to the end of that third month this thing this backache has taken hold of your life and it's getting you to change who you are in order to manage it. And now imagine that that's multiplied by two, so it's six months, and then you know it becomes a year and three years. In the space of a year, your whole life could have changed because of this one affliction, this backache. And you could have gone from being someone who went for a run four times a week to someone who is bed-bound, or someone who goes for slow and gentle walks um, in, in, instead of the active lifestyle that you once lived. This is how afflictions take hold of us, and this is how they start to shift us. So it's a very simple example of that backache, right? But it can happen in lots of different ways. It can happen in ways of thinking. It can happen in our spiritual processes. And it can happen in very real physical ailments. And so over time, we get used to it. And over time, the affliction almost becomes like a part of us. So... Again, let's use the example of the backache. Um, oh, I'd love to go to that party tomorrow night, but oh, I can't because my back's just flared up. Or, um, yeah, I know I was meant to get that assignment done, or I was meant to get my homework in on time, or I was meant to do that thing, but I couldn't because my back flared up again. Um, yeah, sorry I couldn't take your call the other night. My back flared up. And suddenly, that's not to say that the affliction isn't real, but now the affliction has almost got... Like it's almost like it's moved in and built a new house within your life and it's taking over your life. And what I've seen in individuals with chronic conditions, chronic ailments, whatever they may be, is that there's a kind of an attachment to them. And that because there's such an attachment to them, you know, it's like a it's like a really dysfunctional relationship. Because in the past the affliction will have reared its head at the most inopportune moment, when you wanted to do that thing, when you wanted to exercise, when you wanted to go on that trip. It will have reared its head. It will have ruined a plan for you at some point. At some point, the individual starts to almost get used to that happening and in some ways then almost manifest it happening. That's not to say that the original affliction isn't real. It's to say that it becomes such a powerful hold over their life and they put so much energy on it, managing it, hiding it, trying to clear themselves of it, whatever it is, that it takes up all of their focus. And it, and it sort of paradoxically or very logically starts to become a massive obstacle in their life. So I'll often see this with clients who have chronic conditions in that for example, in the work that we do, like the core wound work or the life purpose work, um, there's always homework to do in between sessions. There's rituals and meditations to work with and, and so forth. 
And sometimes when you get to that point in the healing process where you're having to face some really uncomfortable stuff or you're just having to move through some stuff um, that maybe you don't want to move through or maybe you find boring or, you know, whatever it is, we all have our own blocks, is that, is that people who've had, had, have had or have these chronic conditions, it always, it never, it never fails to, to, to um, interest me is that they will, their chronic condition will flare up. Oh, I couldn't get it done because I had, you know, I couldn't get it done because my migraine started again, or I couldn't get it done because, uh, oh, I got that pain in my foot, or I couldn't get it done because uh, I, I wasn't sleeping, or I felt like I was under attack, or, you know, it'll be, some, it'll be the same thing will have reared its head. The chronic condition will have reared its head and stopped them from moving on even in their healing life. And it's not because I don't buy into all of this that, you know, you're manifesting sickness in your body just because, you, you know, you focus on it. I don't necessarily think that's how it works. But it's almost like we become addicted to our affliction. It's a love-hate relationship. We're so consumed with clearing ourselves of that backache or that negative thought form or that migraine or that whatever it is that it, it becomes self-perpetuating. And it's a really tricky one, because what do you do, you know, when there's something in your life that you want to rid yourself of, of course you have to look at it and focus on it, and think of different ways that you can heal yourself from this thing. But we also need to balance that with looking forwards, with looking to a life, with creating a life and a reality where that doesn't exist, where we're not managing the pain, where we're not hiding it, where we're not finding lots of ways to cover it up or be with it or own it where it just doesn't exist and that's the really I feel challenging aspect of energy healing you know of healing that isn't about a prescription and a pill is that we have to be able to care for and tend to the chronic condition but we also have to look to a future where that chronic condition doesn't exist and that requires a real leap of faith a kind of fantastical element to us and many people will say that that's you know nonsense and that you're burying your head in the sand and that you're in la la land and blah 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 but I think if we balance tending to the condition doing all the right things for it making sure that we are doing everything that we can possibly do on every level to help ourselves heal physically emotionally spiritually mentally and at the same time we look towards a future where that affliction doesn't exist I do think miracles can happen. And that often when we hear about people who make miraculous healing, you know, it is because that's exactly what they did. They went to their sessions, their, their appointments, their healing sessions, their doctor's appointments, whatever. They took the medication that they needed to take to manage this affliction. But they also were completely aligned with positivity and, you know, focusing on a future where this affliction did not exist. And in most of those cases, people are either completely healed or pretty much healed from the original affliction. So the question that I ask is, are you addicted to your affliction? Has it become something that is a convenient excuse for not living your life, for playing it safe, for not taking risks, for not pushing yourself, for not chasing your dreams, for not healing? You know, does it serve you more to be unhealed than to be healed? Is, is there something that you get out of life being sick in some way that, that, that you feel you won't get if you're healthy. I think sometimes we can have this incredible fear 
of being healthy and powerful. Because what on earth would we do with that much power? Like, what would we do with it? We would be invincible. We would be unstoppable. And I think sometimes we fear that we won't know how to handle that power, that level of strength, that level of focus, that we'll misuse it in some way, that we'll cause harm in the world, or we'll harm ourselves, or we'll harm other people, or that we just won't know what to do with it. And so it's safer, often, and easier and less challenging to be sick in some way, to be disempowered, to say, oh, I couldn't do that thing because... I was ill again, you know, I, I couldn't do that thing because like my condition flared up again or I couldn't do that thing because this happened. Rather than imagining and therefore living life as if the affliction never existed. And so, you know, I, I started this podcast by saying that I totally understand what it's like to have these conditions that can feel all-consuming because I've battled with my own um, health issues since I was a child. And one of the main reasons why I went into, got into, fell into alternative healing is because I was looking for ways to heal myself. So when I came to Reiki, I didn't come to Reiki to be a healer. You know, this is why I say I often run a mile from people who say they're destined to be healers and that's why they want to learn Reiki. You know, I went to Reiki because I just thought it might help me. It might help me with anxiety. It might help me with chronic health conditions. And it did. It really was spectacularly useful in some chronic health conditions and in transforming my life. And I went from, just before I attuned to Reiki, um, I probably didn't have the healthiest lifestyle, and I still probably don't, but I went from drinking and smoking and having lots of caffeine and having a very kind of erratic diet to just cleaning up my whole lifestyle because the frequency and the energy of Reiki put me in alignment with something that was much healthier for me. And just by the simple act of doing that, a lot of chronic conditions eased eased away. They didn't all leave me overnight, you know, it wasn't suddenly a da-da, it's all gone. But they eased, and it was the easing of that that allowed me to have more space in my life to do more things that I enjoyed rather than managing health conditions. That's not to say that, that they don't flare up, because they still flare up from time to time. Um, and when they do, I'm always interested in observing myself of how I manage and navigate them. Um, and noticing the patterns of behavior and the patterns of thinking. And, I, and so uh, the reminders of that are very useful in my work with clients in that it is so challenging and can be so difficult to break out of the negative spiral that we can find ourselves in when we have chronic conditions or what feel like long-lasting afflictions in our life. But the thing that we have to be mindful of and the question that we need to keep asking ourselves is, is, am I addicted to being ill, to being sick, to being disempowered? You know, are you using your body, your health, your well-being as an excuse for not living the life that you want to live? But you can't do it because, oh, I have an allergy to this, or I can't do it because I'm sensitive to that, or I can't do it because of this. And that is not to negate the very real health issues that millions of people face, but it's to say, how can you start to not allow that to cripple your life? Is there a way in which you can imagine a life where those chronic health conditions are not going to cripple you, but that where they just don't exist? 
Because if we are masters of our destiny and if we are able to manifest anything instantly and if we are able to change the, the, the biochemistry of our bodies through thought, then if we can imagine a life where we are illness and sickness free and we're not putting our attention on the cause of the sickness or trying to find healing for the sickness or why do I have the sickness but we're putting a, a lot more of our focus on you know the, the reality where there is no sickness then surely we'll be able to create that for ourselves as a reality within the cells in our body. The final thing to say is, is I think healing assists us with that. You know, I think sometimes with healing, we think that healing will take the affliction away, and often it doesn't. What it does is it boosts our energy reserves so that we are better placed to fight it, whatever it may be. But it also assists us with being in a um, a more aligned state so we can start to imagine a future where it doesn't exist so we can start to really focus on a future where it doesn't exist and therefore manifest a future where it doesn't exist that's not to say that if the illness that you're experiencing whatever level it's on doesn't leave you that you failed you know some things are incurable some things for some reason we haven't yet learned as human beings as a species to overcome um, and some things, as a soul on its journey, you just may not be able to overcome. But isn't it worth putting all your attention on imagining a life where you're not shackled, rather than putting all your focus on um, perpetuating that sense of imprisonment? I don't think it's a failure if the chronic condition, the chronic migraine, the chronic backache, the chronic you know, whatever it is doesn't magically clear from your life. It's not a failure, you're not doing anything wrong. Perhaps it's just not part of your soul's journey to be free of this thing, or perhaps there's just more for you to learn in order to master the skill of how to be free of this affliction, whatever it may be. Some people will say there's some things you can't free yourself from, like, um, cancers and you know really life-threatening illnesses and I don't have an answer to that other than to say and yet I am constantly amazed when I read stories of people who have healed their bodies from chronic illnesses and from cancers because they change their diet they put certain supplements into their body they combined that with practical medical care but they also did all the other stuff that alternative healing is about and for some reason somehow they managed to win the battle um, again it's not a failure if you don't but I think these instances of people who have been able to do that shows that we are as human beings capable of incredible things when we truly use the power of our mind and our spiritual powers and so any healer worth any level of integrity is helping you get to that place where they are reminding you how powerful you really are. Not that you need endless healings with them, but how powerful you are to start to remedy whatever ails you the most at this time. And that the only thing that stands in the way of that is our addictions to being disempowered, to feeling weak. If we're addicted to the feeling of weakness, we will never do the work to get ourselves out of that feeling. And so the final question to ask around that is, you know, what does being weak, being sick, being afflicted give you that you feel you otherwise wouldn't have? 
And that's a question worth just sitting with, journaling around, being with, meditating on, going for a long walk with, and just seeing what that gives you. So the website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. My work is focused at present on core wound healing work and life purpose work, as well as one-to-one -one sessions. And I work with people all around the world. Um, I work remotely, which means that I work on calls, um, so Zoom calls, uh, and distance healing. So that's amazing because it means in crazy times like this, uh, there are no barriers to us doing the work. So if anything calls or you're interested in healing work, check out the website sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Until the next time.